You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. I will swallow my pride. These are are biodynamics. DT seven seventy pros. They are the like the best, the best of the best. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, you can just tell how much different these headphones sound. Like, are you okay now? Yeah, I'm great. It's the it's the headphones. He thinks he's got auto tune on. That's his problem. No, I sound great. I he's actually p- pitch wise not bad. No, oh, yeah, don't give him just that. a little nasally. Don't give him that. <laughs> I can't not give. I mean, like uh, the what, truth will hit you in the face, King. I don't know if it was his YouTube or or um, or Instagram or whatever he was singing recently. I don't think I. And all the time I've known Mike, I've never heard him actually like try intentionally to sing. sing as much as he has been today for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, most uh, of it's fucking around. Uh, was it the, yeah, the but like told you to sing or whatever it was a challenge or whatever you had to sing to R and B. Oh, maybe that? that's what it, I think that's maybe. what it was. And but and it's like oh shit, he actually can sing. That's, yeah, that's same with dancing, like. 90% of it's just fucking around. Can I really dance? No, not really, but I can fuck around. I can fuck around enough with so many things to make you think, oh, maybe he's got some talent in there somewhere. It's deep, but you can maybe find it. I I still, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, deep into middle age, and I still think about getting voice lessons because yeah. I'd like to be able to, like, when I open my mouth to sing, know what it's going to do, like what my voice is going <laughs> to sure. do. Yeah. It doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't often happen that way, honestly. Um but I don't know. I spend more time just fucking around singing now than I ever have. And hopefully, where no one can hear, and uh, it can do stuff that it didn't used to be able to do. Like I can get yeah. into places I didn't used to be able to get to. And that's good. and and at my advanced age, that's that's saying something. I think. Uh, hello and welcome to the show. We are uh, we're doing another. Uh, we'll call it. We'll, we're going to call it a house show, a crew show. We'll call it talking with good company. There you go. Mm. That's beautiful. In good company right What's here. What's he doing, dude? He doesn't even have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a microphone. He's just got no headphones, and he's just, he's, yeah. Connor, our uh, producer, our video producer here, is uh, falling, fucking falling asleep on us. <laughs> I don't know what's good. wrong with him. Uh, Go the other way. We, uh, Playing Twister with our cords here. We had a guest plan for today who had to cancel. You want me to go? No, that's fine. Uh, um, this is just a little soft, a little soft cord. Oh, I can turn it up. No, 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 no. The cord itself is. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. Because that's not the right one yeah, for fine. it. It's, it's, fine, it's fine. I it's think fine. the right one might actually be inside that that's that right. case right there. That's right. I'm alive. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Go live on Twitch, dude. Let the kids I know. Am. All right, oh, dude. Did you see that oh, attitude he sent me? Sorry, oh. it looked like you were napping, bro. I didn't know what you're doing over there. <laughs> we're gonna. There. <laughs> He's a tired dude. He's saving his energy <laughs> for what? For painting. Because we got a lot of that to do today. We've been doing a lot of painting. Yeah. So as of, if, I mean, if you're paying attention to the last um, last episode, we're opening a gym. We're uh, we're renovating a building that yeah. used to be a gym and making it a gym again. That's the difference. I think a lot of people open a sp- like opening a gym in a space that's okay. You just put the equipment in there and you rock. Yeah, that's not what we're doing. No, we're actually, and even probably what we thought we were doing. No, that's it. We that's probably, another big part of it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought we were we were sprucing and then opening a gym, but yeah. we're renovating. Yeah. yeah, when it comes right down to it, we're renovating. You don't really know what you're getting into until you're in it, and then and then you got questions about now we your, can't leave your sanity, and we're committed now. Like we signed f- like a five year lease. Well, on three this. of us are. Someone in the corner. I don't know who's <laughs> if they're committed or not, dude. Yeah, just yeah, saving yeah. the building owner's like, good. you guys need more time. Like, yeah. you might need more time in there. Yeah. <sighs> like, uh. Yeah. So here's the thing. This building was built as a, um, I don't know what the fuck, but it, it was eventually a machine shop. Yeah. A cylinder. That cool logo you found. Yeah, there is a, in the, cool. in the back closet, in, an area that, uh, an area that was closed off when the previous tenants, who were also a gym, uh, built out restrooms with showers and stuff. There's a cool logo back there, Del, Del Mar? 
Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah I didn't even read well, it. The colorway's cool, too. Yeah, it was like, it's pink like a pink and, and teal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this building was built in the 60s, and I think it's probably from then. looks really cool. I don't know. We may... Yeah, uh, I liked it. You I may see that. a merch spin on that uh, from yeah. us at some point, because it's authentic AF. That room hasn't been touched in... A bit. God knows how long. A bit. Uh, Holy shit. 2008 probably. that's like that's like one of those places like the scare youtube videos that jump at you like that room that room yeah that's where it <clears throat> well i'm gonna yeah. put a better, better light in there so it's yeah. gonna be a little less scary yeah yeah um just make sure when i go in there you're going with me though i'm not going there alone i'll hold your hand right. on the water cooler sure. room or the water oh yeah yeah it is kind of nasty it's, no, very, it's very nasty. nasty. It's super nasty. You're nasty. But there, but there's a lot of there was a lot of nasty in there. Dude. Let's just let's let's be completely honest. It's it was, yeah. it, it, the whole the whole place had a lot of nasty, and there's still a lot of nasty to deal with. Um, so there used to be a lot of electricity that isn't that became unnecessary at some point, and like mm-hmm. the wires got stripped out of it, but the conduits were still there all over the place, and all those things yeah. do is collect dust. And the wall's brick, so these things are just like yeah, stapled. Yeah, like cinder, to, cinder block. Yeah, so they're just stapled to the outside looking. Yeah, hurt. and and uh, there was plumbing for for compressed air and for water and whatever that are not connected to anything anymore, but they were also still stuck to the walls and covered with dust. And... Uh, this place, okay, so let's talk for a moment about the decor aesthetics of, of many powerlifting gyms. Yeah. I think there's two. There's only two in my head. One is the extreme graffiti version. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess there's three, I guess. Okay. But so, yeah, I would say one's bare bonesy, walls, poster, boom. Next one is, uh, and I'd say it's more of a, uh, not more of, but with the bodybuilding thing, like you said, graffiti everywhere just cause. Yeah. And then the third is one that kind of looks like a university college weight room. Okay. Because that's the, the biggest question yeah. I've gotten recently, because I talked about on the YouTube video, like, I never felt a part of strength sports in some sense. Yeah. Like, I've never, one, I'm not the person to say with many things. If some people will pick up a hobby and say, I am a fisherman. Mm-hmm. I am a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. I am a painter. Uh, I've only really ever felt like a basketball player, mm-hmm. even though arguably at this point, I've been deeper into strength sports than I, or the same at least with, than I was with basketball. But I've never, like, threw that badge on, like, I am powerlifter. You know? Like, right. I coach powerlifting like the sport like a lot of the people strength conditioning I, i'd say i'm a lifter mm-hmm. i would say that i'm a lifter but the culture because of the aesthetic of the gyms and maybe why the old school or still some people maybe the loud voices the loud minority mm-hmm. why they lift is not how or why i lift mm-hmm. i don't lift in boots t- mm-hmm. torn jeans i don't lift because i have all these demons and i feel like deadlifting 500 fixes them I have tons of ego and self-conscious issues, self-esteem issues, but I don't lift to feed that either. Yeah. I never grew biceps because of, I'm self-conscious. I hang out alone because I'm self-conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, like where these other people go this route, and this is not a knock on anyone. Everyone deals with their own life their own way. But I never felt I hit that click. Right. I could get along. I can get along with anybody, and I got along with those people because we like lifting weights. And a lot of them are cool. Maybe they play football, and we can chat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the, the core root of why they lift and why I lift was not always the same. I I could never identify with somebody who missed a lift and threw things or yeah you know I I just I that was never me I yeah, don't know yeah. it's just just not me I never got that upset about stuff I also don't get super hyped up to lift period sure. I've, I've certainly talked about that plenty of times over the however many years we've been doing yeah. this uh, it just that's not me I don't need it I don't need specific music to lift I don't need a bunch of um, you know, trite slogans on the wall to yeah. get me fired up. I, you know, hey, if somebody does, that's that's great and whatever. But I always question your actual motivation. Fake if, intensity. If My you basketball need, coach called it. Yeah, if yeah. you need that fake intensity to keep yeah. going, if you why can't you just find that in yourself? Right. So that's where like, I'm somewhere in between you. I do get a lot from music, and I'll build up some anger or some think of some things. Some people piss me off in my head before like a real PR attempt. Um, but again, it's not like the daily. What drives me is that I didn't make my sixth grade baseball team or something that, or, you know, or like I got wedgies uh-huh. in high school yeah. or I, whatever, the girl dumped me or something. Yeah. None of those things are the reason why I wake up to lift or I wake up to work hard Yeah. or, or whatever. I don't know why I do. I do want to prove myself to the world. I yeah. guess that's number one and we can go into a therapy talk one day. But, uh, so that's, I think aesthetically and, and community wise, I think that's, 
probably the majority now, you know, people lift, um, and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but they lift because they want to get better. They lift because they're good at it. Mm-hmm. They lift because they want to be healthy. They lift because they love it. They Maybe it is like a form of therapy or like quote unquote self-care, which is just the worst word because it's misused left and right. Um, it's definitely part of it though. Because yeah. it's routine. Yeah, 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 because it's a routine of health. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And humans are made to move. And if we don't move, obviously we're going to have some emotional attachment to some of those things. It's a hobby. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Cardio is for for your heart, and weightlifting is a hobby. And you and if if the the benefit of that is strength, yeah, for yeah. a lot of people, and strength is something that has been proven to to increase longevity yeah. and all that stuff, resilience and everything. And it's a it's good it's good for you mentally. Um, <laughs> this is kind of crazy, actually. Just uh, I have a friend who's a dentist sent me this article that um, you know when you do cardio, your blood pressure goes down. Sure, and you lift, blood pressure goes up. Yeah, when you, um, however, if you use mouthwash before you do cardio, yeah, your blood pressure doesn't go down as much, and they don't know exactly why, but they think it's Alcohol? something about the bacteria in your in your in your mouth oh. that somehow regulates. I believe that the, that hormone release that lowers your blood pressure. That I believe like, it. Like it dilates your blood vessels. That's why your your blood pressure goes down. Teeth control a lot. You're, you get a sore tooth, man. You're, you're down for the count. Yeah, yeah, it, it for sure. Your whole body up, man. Um, I guess yeah. Going to maybe the aesthetic of what we're aiming to do. That is like uh, that's like foundational, right? Because there's so many different things. There's community. There's there's how you talk to people, how you lift, how you treat your community, what you do to grow all those things. That I think again, going to the root question that I got over the last three days is is what oh well, what makes it so different, or what are you doing differently, or why do you not feel that these other gyms serve you? Um, and the foundation I think is an aesthetic because to me, how things look, how they feel, brings a vibration about, and then the humans within the building can extend and magnify that vibration mm-hmm. so maybe going to some of the aesthetic that we're doing um even don't yeah just exactly uh base base plan um yeah we uh, th- the space that that we are now leasing was very very loud in terms of of color choices like things that didn't go together and and um uh, you know most of it not left over from the time that we were lifting there you know not left over from when we left in in uh, that building in 2014, uh, but just a lot of clash and a lot of a lot of motivational yeah words just scattered yeah you know, yeah like, just okay, some man, like, some typefaces that I think I saw in World War II or something I don't know yeah, just yeah. you know not skulls, on our not skulls all that the access yeah. side I've never been a skulls guy I've never no. been a Ben Barbells guy I've mm. never been you know I, hey if you're into that and that thing that helps you that's just really great but it's not really not me and it's I don't yeah I think it's, it's application and, it's yeah. application too because I think there's something is to skulls um, and there is something is to barbells but like when it when it becomes your default to describe what you're doing yeah that's the issue right like yeah when it they've become the emoji of lifting yeah yeah rather than uh-huh. like a way to apply something or a message and that's you know going deeper into what we're trying to do differently is like clothing and branding and, and things that i enjoy and things that i've been into for a really long time it's it's how you portray a message of vibration and community um and those are the lowest hanging fruit now to put a barbell on a name yeah um you're already in the conversation like that's 95% of gyms in the planet. And again, no knock to it because somebody started it. Somebody yeah. had a cool idea. And some people do cool iterations of it. Uh, and then some people do a low-hanging fruit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean, somebody that I know who does skills just great, and I totally identify with what he's doing, is um, Derek McCormick. His, he does use it in his in his company branding, yeah. but his, his sort of personal brand because he, he wrote a book called Tea Time with the Reaper about, yeah, about his death. wife dying, about death written another book and he uses some just just awesome looking yeah i think there's a couple people i think barbara brigade uses it really well yeah. and i think uh, ghost i think ghost uh yeah. strength equipment uses it really well with kind of their own twists and their own things on it rather than just again defaulting to a barbell right uh, uh defaulting to to whatever you may do and that's that's what I, I just don't like lack of thought if everyone says you love lifting and you love your gym and i want to be a gym owner because i just want to hang in the gym all day and i love it and i love this and i love the community and i love power of the thing then why not put thought and effort into it i guess that's where i come down to yeah. Yeah. Um, and going back to why I don't like the low hanging fruit is like growing up playing basketball. I didn't just wear a shirt that just said like I play basketball, <laughs> and it just had like a basketball <laughs> on it, or or yeah. 
yeah. right? Like you yeah, don't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's a baseball shirt? It's that. It's the Everything. three. Well, it's the three quarter shirt. Quarters, but it doesn't yeah. say baseball. No, no, but you no. see that, and you're like, oh yeah, it's the baseball tee. Or like basketball okay. shorts. They don't have a basketball on them, but more than half the people in the summertime just wear basketball shorts. It's more Be- more so the culture. Right. You're more so emerged. You don't have to say it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just, because you, you can always tell. You can see someone walk and you're like, that's a basketball player. Or you see someone walk like that's easily a baseball player. Yeah. You, you just know. Yeah. Especially going, like, if you're an athlete, you see another athlete, you're like, ah, yeah, I know what's going on. Yeah, he's got a little swagger, yeah, which yeah. is a, and I'm assuming term. gym people, I don't, I'm not in the gym world at all. Maybe they know that about each other. No, like, I think oh, you can. this person might own a gym kind of thing. You could tell, kind of, I guess. Um, but the issue is that then all these clothing companies just threw a skull on there and just said powerlifter on there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that's the route to build a culture. Do you think it's lack of, like, when someone does that? What do you think it is? Do you think it's them just saying, like, no, I only care about lifting? Like, if I have a brand with it, okay, that's fine. But they're more so like, I only care about the lifting part of it. Like, what is it? I don't know. I'm a hater. So I would say <laughs> it's. You mean, a, don't give a yeah. shit. I would say it's laziness. Yeah, yeah. I would say lack of creativity. Um, and, and lack of culture as a sport as a whole. I tweeted, shout out our boy Russell. I tweeted him beginning of the year. Uh, he just posted something. I forgot what it was on Twitter. I said, yo, man, 2020 is the year we bring some culture to, which is actually ironic coming down to it. But I didn't know he was building a gym. And I didn't uh, know we were necessarily building a gym. But he tweeted something. And I re- I subtweeted him uh, early this year, December. I said, yo, it's it's about that time you and I bring some, some culture uh, and style to the strength game. So later and he's had his 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 clothing company for a while but i know he's working really hard on it now and then he also is opening his gym and so are we so maybe some of those vibrations made it into the uh matrix timeline yeah yeah hopefully go ahead jim i'm looking at all of the uh major league baseball logos right now and not a one of them has a baseball in it no uh maybe like the old indians or something but yeah 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 Oh, you mean like team logos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All yeah, the team yeah, logos. You don't have yeah. To. I mean, uh, the Mets have Mr. Mm-hmm. Met. And it was yeah, a giant baseball. But that's but it, it, or they have a baseball hat on a guy. Yeah. But yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they're way subtler. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah it, when it's about something else. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's about something that resonates about a lo- a location or a tradition or something like that. Tradition is a like is a big thing for us yeah. as well. Without using that that iconography. Um, we're uh, the the building that we leased has a lot of lifting history in it, and we're going to celebrate that. Uh, even though we may not be associated with the, some of the people who did that lifting anymore, honestly, and and, and who knows um, uh, what the, what power lifters or weightlifters or whatever are going to train there and what they're going to accomplish in the future. Yeah, I think that's the the most part I've related to um, lifting too is that. When I joined, it was a niche of like freaks and lifters only. Right. And then I saw in it quickly that it is for everyone. Yeah. And that now that's come to fruition. Right. Like well, who used to follow me on Instagram is literally just jacked meatheads that their only goal is to dev- deadlift 700 pounds. That's yeah. all they fucking care about in life. And then who now follows me is like lawyers and you know like uh, right. nurses and right. people that deadlift and enjoy it and want to improve on it and do want to get stronger and probably have some strength goals but um it's for the people where like playing basketball and baseball that's so that's so difficult as you get into your mm-hmm. 20s and 30s yeah you can play a little weekend league yeah but it's not something you it's do not, daily yeah, no. it's not something you you really it's does it improve your health yeah i guess but it's not really the same it's not like the same style of hobby i, I can't think of another hobby like this no. Or another lifestyle like this. And no. it's crazy that it doesn't have a culture. It, it does, yeah. but it has a billion little ones. There's kind of mm-hmm. like this Jim Sharkey aesthetic culture. There's kind of the old school West Side powerlifter. There's kind of the USA PL. And, you know, I've done tons of videos. Like uh, we did a skit with Omar kind of joking yeah. about all these stereotypes. Those are more like stereotypes than cultures, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, which is like point. fine too. It's fine to poke fun. And that helps build the culture in my opinion. But there's no unity in 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 some of it and so i think that's where we're trying to hit uh what what strength sports could be yeah and and and, and our services on the on the merchandise level will hopefully be an elevated take on on clothing again lululemon's one that comes to mind Mm -hmm. what are they made for they're made for yoga but who wears lululemon everybody everybody Everybody, and they don't have a yoga dancer on their logo no they have a clean little logo their stuff's comfortable Mm -hmm. It's supposed. I mean, I don't really wear it, so I don't really know. But everyone who tells me it's comfortable, it looks good, it fits good, right? Um, and so we're not going like that luxurious looking way, just because that's yeah, not our yeah, style. Yeah. Um, but then same with the gym. Like, why? Why does a powerlifting gym have to have cobwebs, mismatched plates, 
and and yeah. barely any toilet paper. Why does it have it, to have that? Dust and yeah. dirt and cobwebs. Yeah, it doesn't have to. Shit everywhere. Why does yeah. it have to look bad for you to be strong? Now, I'm, uh, you know, our gym won't have AC, it won't have heat. So there, there, there's some aspects. Yeah, I do yeah. think there's some aspects of getting better in uncomfortable yeah. situations, right? even lifting or uh, that's sports. Besides, yeah, that's but sports are like lifting. that. You got to, yeah, yeah you got to run three yeah. miles before you throw your pitches. You're doing suicides yeah. in basketball mid practice. Don't mm-hmm. feel good when you have to scrimmage at the end. There's, you need to be yeah, a little yeah. uncomfortable. It's a lot more mental than it. Than right. It's not going to help you fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't yeah. mean you, you got to be inhumane. Right. You got to got spiders yeah. crawling on blood everywhere yeah. to be hardcore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of yeah. MMA gyms are actually really fucking nice. Really uh, clean. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. clean. Clean, clean, clean. Yeah. And they're the baddest MFers around. Yeah. Um, I think with the powerlifting thing, like looking, like it's kind of what you said. When you walked in, you're like, okay, it's a niche guy, a niche group of people. They all pull 700 or whatever. And then you saw, well, no, this could be everyone kind of thing. I think that's what's been delaying that progress is yeah. like the overall, we talked about it, the gatekeeping. Yeah. It's like, it's a yeah. niche. They were like, like we said, like uh, baseball hats didn't have a baseball on it, whatever. Powerlifters literally, I would see them wear shirts that say power lifter. It's like, well, okay, are you building, like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to, you're trying to solidify, you're trying to like put yourself in a group or do you want to actually expand and get this culture out to a lot more people? That's mm-hmm. a, it's a lot of gatekeeping. Like back then I would have been like, hell no, I'm not going to that yeah. gym. Hell no. Well, and it makes no sense. Cause then it's the same type of people like, why aren't we on ESPN and why can't we get sponsorships? And why yeah, is yeah, the USAPL yeah. not exactly. paying my way to the IPF? Not everyone. A shout out to my boys that do the things right. You know who yeah. you are. Like plenty of you are doing the right things right. You're very welcoming. The Bryce Lewis's, the, the Russes, the yeah. Ben Rice's, you guys are helping the game, the Omar's, the Bart's. You guys are helping the game and bringing people in because you see that what we need at the highest level, we need more people. We need a bigger community. Right. I, I forgot the number. I think uh, Chad put it out like two, three years ago. The amount of power lifters by the USAPL registration mm-hmm. form was half of the American Curling Association. <laughs> so we think powerlifting's grown like crazy. Yeah. yeah. But curling, the little ice sweeping game had right. like 20,000 and we had like 15,000 which Jeez. is we to, might make a 3SB team by the way yeah to make perspective on like what we have a curling team I'm in yeah. uh, but you know we'll what I mean ahead, so, yeah. so 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 you, you the gatekeeping is always annoying it, it, there's a difference between like I don't know I just feel like if you got it you don't have to gatekeep yeah. right. if you're so tough and you're so strong you're not worried about little Timmy coming in here and learn how to deadlift because you remember you trying to learn how to deadlift right I think it's just the issue of like what makes things grow. People recognize themselves in it. Yeah, yeah. Like whether or not that's what they're doing right now, they think, oh, I identify. This is what I want. So anyway, just going back, we're painting everything just gray. We're going to start there. We're at blank slate, tabula rasa, and then we'll build up. The hell does that mean? Yeah, clean slate. Tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. (laughs) Tabula rasa. Yeah, it's Latin for for blank slate. Someone say tabula rusu. I'm going to tabula rasa every morning for my mental state. That works. that? Yeah, I think you do that every night while you're (laughs) alone time. (laughs) Mike's got a very, very dirty mind. (laughs) Hey, Mike, I'll be right out. I got a tabula rasa, my ding ding. (laughs) (laughs) Meeting at 10? All right, I need five. We need five minutes of tabula russi. He's got to he's got to clear the slate. Uh, the uh, 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 another uh, interesting, shocking point, and we really don't really know the full uh, ramifications of this yet. But there, well, we didn't know. We didn't know that the metal building that is attached, that is sort of the the office, and used to be what Kelly Sturette referred to as the uh, Ed Hardy rollout room, because there there was a giant God. sugar skull on the wall. Good is name. A giant. Uh, rat festival. It is the yeah. fucking Woodstock of rats. Yeah. Coachella party. It's, Co- it's Coachella. It's 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 all of those um, those festivals of rats. I don't. I feel like that there. I know that there was a point in the past where where there was definitely an exterminator coming in, and now there are rats coming in, and they're in the walls, and they're in the ceiling, and they're in that whole area, and uh, the rest of the gym is not. It, the rest of the gym is concrete, so it's not really an issue. There's not really a space for them to be. They, they might dart in and out, but that's not, you know, that that's controllable. But uh, the place that we're anticipating being the office and the podcast studio and the media, YouTube, all that stuff, we may have to entirely yeah, so rebuild that building. Multiple things. It's non-gym space, one. Two, because we're trying to elevate this thing. We don't know how bad the issue is, but we're going to make sure it's a 1,000% taken care of. Right. Uh, and three, it's really just a space for us four to create content. So this podcast will be moving in there, so it won't yeah. affect the gym at all. But um, we have that. 
the floor is a little uglier than we thought. Mm. The walls needed painting, which we knew, but we didn't realize maybe how big the fucking walls are. We've already went through yeah. 30 gallons of paint. Yeah. So and we're about to go through another 20. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But we're moving. The bathrooms are nice, but not done. Um, we'll have full functioning s- showers. Uh, the bathrooms look something like maybe a hotel lobby. Like they're not bad. They got nice sinks, nice yeah. countertops. So we're trying to elevate that feel again. It like typical power lifter thing bathroom. Like it looks like a portal potty in a building. Um, and so we're trying to kind of change that vibe and what that might be uh, for multiple people. And, and, and to be more accepting to, to not to, to, to make, you know, we we're even talking to Jim's wife and she's like, yeah, like lifting weights was weird. Like guys being, you know, whether, yeah. whether it be like sexually weird or just weird. Uh, and you hear about this stereotype everywhere. Ladies are f- afraid to go to the weight section because it's, whether it be uh, intimidating on mm. multiple levels. Or they're just not necessarily strong enough to deal with a 45 pound bar. I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's true too. And that's so the thing. Yeah. We're going to find, we're going to find fixes for all this. So hopefully everyone's welcome in person. Um, I would like to think. Our gym is going to be 100% inclusive, and then our clothing probably won't be because you might just not have the same style as we do. Right. Uh, and doing a whole Lululemon line is probably out of the question for now. Where right. it may go, um, it won't be. So that'll be a little bit not that it's inclusive or exclusive, um, but and we're talking about like every release having something that that anybody would wear, mm-hmm. and then having stuff that's more style specific. Yeah. Taste yeah. Specific. Yeah. And some accessories that that that'll fit everyone's life and a little more fun stuff and, and a way to be creative and a way to kind of continue to build community and brand online um there's more questions non-gym style if you want to dive in sure whatever you want mike whatever you want buddy want. most important thing to help recover manage anxiety and depression oh my god so first off none of us are doctors <clears throat> um, no we don't even play one on the internet yeah so. i'm not even gonna fake it um you know i've been in and out of uh therapy i, I guess in and out doesn't sound good because it sounds like i'm in the hospital or <laughs> something i've uh, done uh, sessions of therapy my whole life uh starting in like third grade all the way mostly through high school and then another bout um as an adult uh, i think that's your first start uh, because those are professionals and they know how to walk you and talk you through situations. Um, I think it depends on everything, right? Uh, if you come to me and say, Mike, I think I have a drinking problem. And I ask you, how much do you drink? You say, I have two beers every Friday and it's not interfering with my life at all. Maybe you don't have one. Um, we all tend to look so much inside ourselves that we sometimes, because of our egos, will overanalyze ourselves. I think if, if you're doing okay, um, focus on the positive and try to do okay. If you have the money and things are affecting your everyday life and they're affecting your thought processes and relationships, then yeah, I mean, the only, the only most important thing I would say is try to seek help and try to learn about yourself. There's no other way. There's no other answer that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously building routine, staying as positive as you can, cutting out toxic people and toxic environments in your life, surrounding yourself with positivity and being that positivity yourself. I think that's not spoken about enough. Everyone says like being positive. Well, like what the fuck's that mean? Um, but if you want everyone to text you, if you're always blaming uh, Cindy for never messaging you, she's like, she's a fake friend. She never um, hits me up in, in the one-way street. Like, well, when's the last time you just text your cousin or your friend and say, hey, man, you doing all right? What's up? Like, if you want to receive that light, you got to be that light. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And that's n- kind of side point to anxiety and depression. But um, little things like that, I think, go a long way. And uh, I, I have no other advice other than seek professional help, find routine. Um, Something I'll say about therapy is this, that um, it is almost never scheduled when you need it the most. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like when you're having your worst moment is not when you have a therapist in front of you. That You often go to those things. And you, I mean, usually there's some anticipation of, of going and you're thinking about what you want to say. Sure. Like, and, and, and you try, I mean, you're paying for it. So you're trying to think about like, how do I get the most out of this, this, you know, yeah, yeah. 55 minutes or whatever it is. And this, however much I'm spending 90 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever you're spending. Um, and so an effect of it though, is that when you're feeling shitty, you it's good if you can think like how what what what's making me feel shitty like sure. what things am i noticing about how shitty i feel and what 
may have triggered it or whatever. And how can I talk to somebody who is an obs- you know third party uh, objective observer yeah. about that thing in a way that that person can help me understand what's going on? Yeah, I think a couple things go along with what I agree with Jim is like yeah, the biggest benefit is that you can be one hundred and twenty percent authentically yourself. And now, do I not believe you can be that in real life? Of course you can, but it's difficult. We yeah, all hide things from people. Yeah. We all feel like this person's going to judge me or this is going to happen if I say this or if I tell Kyle that he doesn't have a cute haircut and I think it's an ugly haircut, like you he's going to be mad. <laughs> it is a really good haircut. But it's so, you know, we're always kind of semi-filtering ourselves to the world. Yeah. How much do I show? I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to do yeah. this. And so now you have this person that... Uh, they're legally binded to just <laughs> shut up and eat your trash. Um, and so you can spill it to them. But I do think there's something healthy about that because then you can start to realize like, man, I'm so fake over here or I'm so yeah. hidden and less vulnerable here or yeah. I tiptoe around this group of people and I lied to my business partner and I lied to my spouse. Or, yeah. And then I think you can spread that. And I think that just that alone, I don't know. Uh, it's actually... Uh, not to sound like an angel, that wasn't a big issue for me. It mm. isn't. Uh, a big issue is being vulnerable, but I don't lie to people, but I yeah. know that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can like cure other people's anxiety like this. Because people are yeah, so yeah. like stuck in themselves, like, oh man, yeah. like I can't tell Jim I hated the color he painted the wall. He's my business partner. I don't want to hurt his feelings or, yeah. or, or selfish, more selfish reasons. Like, fuck it, Jim never listens to the color I said. His color's fucking ugly. Rather than just like, after you like speak so clearly, and this takes time. It's not your first therapy session. If right. you've gone to therapy for a year, you start to realize like, man, I filter a lot and now I don't have to. Then you just go to Jim like, yeah, man, don't really like that gray. What do you think? Yeah. You know, you can like find ways to figure that out. And I think for... I'm not a doctor. I think for a majority of people, though, that inner anxiety comes from little Mm -hmm. situations like that where you just feel you can't talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Personally, I get a lot of anxiety around um, if somebody asked me to ask somebody else for something instead of going there because they don't feel like they have the relationship, whatever. And so like, I will spend a lot of time like gaming that in my head. Right. How am I going to? present that like, like they're you, scared of doing it why am i you know, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, i mean yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it goes back to when i was probably in the fucking third grade or something and, sure. and somebody asked me to do something like somebody asked me to i was in line for a snack bar and somebody asked me to buy them something it's like i don't like i can't do math in my head i don't know idea how much to, yeah, yeah. you just spiral for, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, like yeah. why don't why don't you just get in line like everybody else yeah like why are you leveraging off me yeah you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a battle in your head that guy's like yo can you just buy me a fucking kick yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the tax is. I don't know. Um, I just I can't do. Why well, just get in line? Just yeah. like get in line like yeah. everybody else. Like I can't. You know. I think yeah. I think back with Mike. Back what uh, Mike said basically. Yeah, if you don't have like, I would say. I mean, I don't know how many people go to therapy. It's not, I mean, that's yeah, not really any of my business or anything like that. But I think the biggest part is uh, even identifying the things you were talking about. Like people will go their whole lives like me. Like, like. You say like, uh, like you just mentioned certain certain situations. I would have a tough time even identifying that I'm doing that. No, no right. You know what I mean? What I think that's does, the yeah. hardest yeah. part. Yeah. Is yeah. you're like something's going on. Like let's say I'm filtering to this uh, set of people. Like maybe like a coach or something. Like you're afraid to say something. Like you don't even think that. It's just uh, I think it's I think it's somewhat natural to a degree. Uh, but I think it is definitely environmental because you're afraid of the feedback. The you're little afraid one of anything. is uh, cussing in front of your parents. Mm. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. 31 years old now and I curse in front of my mom like crazy. But up until I was like probably 21, I was like, oh, I just can't. Like, mom's yeah. yelling at me. Right. Yeah, and like, yeah, when yeah. It, what, like it, then you're filtering yourself in a way yeah. to your yeah. mother, which is probably the last person, at least hopefully you have a great relationship with your mother, that you don't have to do that with. Right. 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 And then same with business partners, close friends, medium friends, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you don't know until you, th- yeah. and, and some people are more self aware, obviously, and some people aren't, but you don't know habits because they're so yeah. ingrained for mm-hmm. every year you've been here and you don't know. And that's what the therapist is like. Yeah, Jim. Like, why do? Why don't you curse in front of your mother? Don't you think it's a little weird now? You're, you know, here, right, (laughs) right. And and then you're, then you'll be like, yeah, you know, that's part of the whole process. Yeah, I I will have to say though that. If I if I swore creatively, my mom would just crack the fuck up. Man. She likes it. Uh, she did. Yeah, she did. She. she my, yeah. I don't know how my she parents that. never cursed. Yeah, and she, my my mom really like fart jokes a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> my parents never cursed like my whole really? life. Yeah, my my, uh, my dad really said pissed, shit. Dude. Yeah, if my dad like pissed. slammed his yeah, thing, yeah, he would yeah. say shit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my! Up until I was like, yeah, eighteen, I was like, yeah, yeah no. My, my, my dad yeah. was a creative cursor. Yeah, he he uh, he sort of just came from that the world where you and he. Oh my god, so many sayings that I'm probably gonna forget. That he would just say 
just crazy yeah. stuff. It's like, well, Dad, where the hell did that come stuff from? Stuff like that yeah. is funny. Where, where did that come from? Like, you know, my dad grew up in, in, you know, Oklahoma and part of California and like he grew up around people from in the from the same places yeah. and he just had so many bizarre sayings dad where did that come from i don't know now i'm not going to know now because uh, he's been gone yeah, you're for on a the while. spot yeah i'm just like oh man i don't, but, uh, I don't even know anymore but I th- uh, yeah i think even going going back to the therapist thing i think we've kind of built a culture though unfortunately um towards men of like basically saying like you're a pussy if you yeah. go see a therapist like, or even women you're psycho or, or you go to the therapist. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah you're emotionally yeah, unstable where are you going there and it's like, I don't know. I mean, we are definitely like raised that way in a sense and you get that, but it's like, yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes it a lot harder because then when you go and, it, and, and like, let's say you do go, then you're afraid of what you're about to find out because yeah. you're like, well, shit, okay. Which there is a time and place to be like, hey, man, like you need to, you need to nut up. Like you need to, like, you need to go through this. Like if you're running suicides or whatever, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like, yo, dude, no, you're just being a little bitch. Let's go. Let's finish this yeah, yeah. versus like there's something going on internally in your, you know what I mean? Like I think it's very it. similar to sports and, and health. Uh, if your arm is broken and I see it broken and yeah. you go to the doctor, I'm not calling Kyle a pussy. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. Kyle, I can't see it, that's the one difference is I yeah. can't see it. But there's a difference between being like lazy and sad yeah, and yeah, being yeah, depressed yeah. and anxious. Lazy and sad, you need to show up to work. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. You need to do your suicides. Exactly. You need to keep exactly. that shit in you yeah, yeah. until later. You can fix it. Yeah. Well, we all get sad. We yeah. all have shitty days. We all get grumpy. But if you're anxious and depressed, same thing. You yeah. just need to go to a doctor. Yeah. But for some reason, physical ailments and mental ailments are viewed 180 degrees differently in America. At least I don't know how the rest of the world works. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that is whatever. That uh, that laziness you're speaking of, it somewhat cheapens real trauma no 100 percent. but trauma. same thing with the physical right yeah we all know a little timmy like bro your ankles fine like they get a little cut like yeah cut yeah finger. oh like uh, bro yeah, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah, doing yeah, the drill yeah. kid like we got to go win this game on yeah, saturday no, like exactly, it's just your yeah. little ankle rather than uh josh emmett finished his fight fight of the year ripped acl ripped mcl yeah, busted face and then finished to find one uh, yeah, like he that's had, an extreme case. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had the in a in an earlier fight, he had the worst hand hand injury yeah. in the history of UFC, yeah. and he still finished. That I fight. think he's had one of the worst uh, facial injuries too. Uh, I think so. Yeah, like drink his, some milk, buddy. His, or, his orbital yeah. bone busted. Or Damn. Something. Yeah, he's no, he's just a, a brawler. Lot. He's been through a lot. Yeah, yeah. Josh uh, is a good dude here from Sacramento. Team Alpha Male guy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There's there's lines on both of them, and and that's part of maybe why therapy therapy isn't isn't surgery. It's not the same as getting a cast. No. You can, which is actually the good part is you can go when you are just sad, yeah. and you can go when you're depressed, yeah. which is yeah. clinical ailment. Right. Um. So that's the difference is you like you can go to a doctor and say, hey, my forearm hurts, but they're not going to do anything. They can't cast yeah. you, but you can go to a therapist and catch yeah. it early or figure it out or learn yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of the benefits of that. Um. Best of luck to you, buddy. Er, if you don't have the money, um, find a way. I think there are like I don't know, but I, you know, there's there's counselors which are like people with masters, mm-hmm. and there's psychiatrists, mm-hmm. people with mm-hmm. PhDs. So some might be a little bit cheaper. Um, and if you're scared or can't take that dive, find the closest friend, family member, and just start talking to them. Yeah. Hey, hey man, I need to talk. They might have resources too. Yeah. Well, well, you just start talking. You get used to talking. Yeah. Sometimes just getting it off your chest a little bit make you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to reach out if if they are your loved ones, if they are your family, they will listen and they won't. Before we the next question, yeah. um, I'm just going to say we're going to take a break right here for Thrive Market. What if I told you that you could get high-quality, organic, and non-GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out families in need? That's what I'm doing since I discovered Thrive Market. A, I'm a proud Thrive Market member. I get products that I love, and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or first responder. I ordered some cool stuff off of uh, Thrive Market. One of the things that, that I got my wife, my wife is a yogurt person. Uh, she's a yogurt person. She likes to flavor her yogurt with maple syrup. They've got a n- big jug of maple syrup for so much less than anywhere else, even Costco, cheaper than cheaper than other places. It's like shopping in the grocery store, but you don't have to go to the grocery store. And who really wants to the go, go to the grocery store right now? If you're one of those people that has a mask thing, if you're like, you have a problem with masks, I don't have a problem with masks, but that would be a place where you need to wear a mask. If you want to cut down on your trips to yeah. to the market, you can go to thrivemarket.com. As a member, I'm saving 25 to 50% off of traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral 
carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. Uh, feel like I'm getting a great deal on my favorite clean organic products. And I also feel great about helping to support families who need it the most, especially right now. Everybody is like, ah, we were at the, we were at the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago and there were so many people in the cow fresh line who were looking at just regular, you know, yeah. regular folks, regular middle-class folks. Uh, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. Thrive Market is working 24-7 to make sure that members are getting their groceries delivered as fast as possible, which is a big deal right now. You can learn more about their commitments to customers and membership matching on their website. We want you guys to get a absolutely risk-free and try Thrive Market right now. Go to thrivemarket.com slash facts. That's F-A-C-T-S, thrivemarket.com slash facts. Join today, and you'll get up to $20 in shipping credit towards your first order. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash facts to start your risk-free membership and get up to 20 bucks towards your very first order. Appreciate you. Check it out, thrivemarket.com slash facts. And we're back. There when you your kidding. gym opens, uh huh, can I work there? Uh, we'll let Jim take this asked. one. <laughs> if, we, if, if we are outrageously successful and we need additional help. Who are you, dude? It, it, it's, it's not out of the question that we might hire somebody I'll, in the future. I'll, but, I'll be the but, filter. Dude. But everybody that is going to work in the gym is in this room at the moment right now. True. We got... We yeah, we don't want it to be twenty-four hour fitness where you don't recognize the person at the door because they have so many employees. That's yeah, part of the goal. that's that's mm-hmm. an issue, um, uh, and vice versa. We're gonna know every single person. Am I allowed to read there? comments? Right. I would do this if I was doing it on my own. I'm obviously with you guys. Can I read comments that gas me up? Yeah, of course. Sure. All right, here we go. Yeah. Me and Omar like to do it. Like Omar, <laughs> go ahead, buddy. God, read the comment dude. that talks about rascal. Go ahead, dude. No question. Love the fine ass mullet. Oh my god. There you go. Man, dude, your ego's really taking. I don't know, dude. It's just good. It's just good. I'm just good. It's just good, dude. Where did you learn those sick dance moves? We got more. Oh, is that the one? uh, We got more. You posted yesterday. I don't know. No, they're just the one I took yesterday. These are just some. uh, Oh, um, just just response. Yeah, responses. These are just yeah questions. Give me some work, Mike. Another person that wants to work for us. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if you want to work for free, then it's (laughs) for me. (laughs) You got some dumbbells. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'm starting my own uh, two questions I think we can kind of go uh, yeah, oh no this one's specific and we could talk about it too I don't know how open you want to be Jimbo but uh, I'm starting my own business I'm uh-huh. curious um, how you raise money to open your gym we're, uh, cu- we're curious also <laughs> yes we're, we're we're trying to figure that out ourselves uh, so I think there's a couple options yeah well there are a couple options personally I um uh, due to changes in the tax laws, it, 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 continuing to throw money into my retirement account is not the most tax advantageous thing that I could possibly do right now. So I'm putting money into a gym. That's that's a thing. So I think when you start any business, uh, there's multiple ways. Self-funded. Yeah. Um, that personally in my head, and I'm no business guru, college dropout. I've just opened a couple businesses, helped grow a couple businesses that over the last 10 years have done okay. So I know a thing or three but I'm no no businessman. Um, self-funded. For me, it always just feels cleanest. Uh, you don't have to do any contracts with any investors or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just you. It's your money. And I also think there's something to it of putting your ass on the line. Mm-hmm. Hey, I threw 50 grand in this bitch. I'm going to work harder to make it work. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm losing my house, my family, my car. Right. Um, so I think that's one. Uh, it's something mean. These are conversations me and Jim have had now for the last eight months. <laughs> um, <laughs> two, some kind of investor, angel investor or investor group um, yeah. where you basically get to choose how you, um, what you give them for their money. So whether it's a person, a company, or a group of people give you money and you decide how you're going to pay them. Uh, you can pay them in some kind of interest style loan. So it'd be like a personal loan from an uh, individual. Uh, maybe they get equity in the company. Uh, maybe they um, get benefits. And then it's more like almost like crowdfunding, GoFundMe style, Patreon mm-hmm. style, where 
uh, they just get benefits. So in our case, hypotheticals, these aren't happening. Uh, you get a free gym membership for two years when you do, uh, donate this much money to our, our, our business. Mm -hmm. You get um, free merchandise. You get exclusives. Uh, you get a plaque on the wall. You get a donor sticker or whatever it might be. Um, and all these things. The cool thing about business is you always think there's left, there's like right and left, like everyone. Uh, humans, I don't know what that is. We should talk to a psychologist. <laughs> Every human always just goes yes, no, black, white. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. Uh -huh. So everyone sees this and like, oh, well, that's wrong. Like, oh, when you invest, you have to give them stock. Like, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, business, you write a contract. If you write the co contract, uh, you do whatever you want. Jim could give me, I mean, it's just like a gift. Jim, if he wanted to, give me a million dollars to go open my own project and I give him nothing. I give him a lollipop. We could write another thing. I got to give him a lollipop once a month for Jim paying me a million dollars. Like you can make this stuff up. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, can, you can do whatever you want. You can kind of do whatever. Yeah. So those are the main ways. Some kind of crowdfunding, um, GoFundMe style where maybe you give them some benefit. Maybe it's just people that want to help you out. Uh, some kind of investor uh, where you turn it into kind of loan, maybe you pay them off monthly. Or promise them a return in a certain amount of time or give them equity in the company and then self-funded. Um, the other way, I guess, a small business loan from a bank, which would um, also be very difficult just in these times. We've just, heads up, we've researched it all. You can, you can, but banks are just blasted right now because of COVID companies, it's, personal it's stuff. definitely harder right now. Yeah. Um, but those are kind of the options um, that you can look into. And obviously it depends. You know, if you're opening a car dealership, you'll probably need... I don't even know what that would cost. A million dollars, right? I, so it's a lot of money. If you're opening cars in there, yeah, <laughs> opening a gym, it's a little bit different. If you're opening an online business, it's even less typically overhead. Yeah, and so it all depends. Yeah, I think I, t I talked about it in the last episode the fact that like this is the first like brick and mortar thing I've ever tried to do. Um, <clears throat> and it's a different animal from that from that perspective. Uh, I can tell you that when we when we, we're you know we have. An, an attorney and retainer because you, if you're starting a business, you really need to do that. So you need to budget that in. But in our conversation with her, she, we were talking about, she said, like, you're going to have investors or whatever. It's like, you know what? We're feeling that out. But like our thought was that, that we would rather do, you know, like loans that we pay off, you know, instead of giving away equity. And she said, Oh my God, thank you. Because I always discourage people from giving away equi yeah. equity in their companies to to investors if they can avoid it. I mean, you know, especially something that we're doing here. We're not we're not launching like the next you know Uber app or something right. like that. And even that, I've I've dealt with companies with that and consulted for some companies, and it just gets hairy. Uh, the more they own and the more money they're holding over your head, the more power you give them and decision making. Right. And obviously, on our level, this is a fairly big level for gyms that we want to open, just because of how established we are in the industry and how big the space is. It's nearly six thousand square foot, um, and the the merchandise and the podcast and our history. We're 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 kind of skipping a bunch of levels. Mm -hmm. um, but in the scale of things, we were not personal trainers, and we don't own our, all our own equipment already going into it. That's, yeah, you know. and 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 yeah, it's a bigger project than most opening gyms, but it's not. Uh, and even with us, we didn't want to take a shit ton of investors and tell me what color we want to paint the walls. We want to paint the yeah. walls what fucking color we want because we know. Um, side question, uh, and I think it's for me, but it, it fits you well too. Um, how are you so entrepreneurial? Jim probably has a little different background because he had a real job. Uh, yeah, I had a few, and I worked. I worked at a couple of different Fortune 500 companies, and um, I can just tell you that uh, you're not valued typically, and you are on your own regardless. That's really what it comes down to. So you might as well be an entrepreneur if you're in a situation where you're not you're not well valued, and that's you know if 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 you're constantly if you feel like you're constantly under the threat of layoff, regardless of how well you work like how integral you feel to the process, then you might as well be on your own. I realized speaking with flashback to depression for just a second here, my I like as a kid I always knew that my dad had what seemed like seasonal depression because he was a mechanic, he was an agricultural mechanic. And it, it and uh, he just seemed more off every winter. And I, I was like, oh, he's got seasonal depression. But I, looking back, I realized that that a thing about that might have been that if you work in ag, there's just not as much to do in the winter, and so you're sort of constantly under the threat of getting laid off for yeah, a period, making of time. less money. You make, you're making less money or making no money. He made he made a shit ton of money all summer long because he would work tons of overtime and whatever because he had to. Sure. I mean, there was just so, so much demand for. For stuff and in the winter, it was like, well, am I am I going to get forty hours or am I going to get no hours? Yeah. Because 
you know, what I'll be in a position. And that happened in one time. And uh, I think from that point forward, uh, just that additional stress of the financial concern, like they're going to come at me and say, hey, we don't need you for a while or we won't need you till the summer or whatever. And you're like, you know, I mean, not my parents for the most part didn't live paycheck to paycheck, but it wasn't a whole lot better than that. And uh, so I think the counterpart to that is if you do not have a personality disorder and you go into entrepreneurship or business yourself, then you have seasonal depression 365 (laughs) days a year. Uh, There's been many a month. I own... I guess now maybe five companies, I guess. I don't even know what I own at this point. Uh, Good thing we just had a CPA meeting because I'm (laughs) lost. I think I own five companies, and there's been multiple months over the last four years that I just don't get paid. Yeah. Um, And again, I joke, but I don't joke. A lot of CEOs in America, business owners in America, and probably around the world, I just heard the stats in America, do have personality disorders. So they're going to make sure they get paid before their employees a lot of Mm -hmm. times, and that's how they climb the ladder of of capitalism, Mm -hmm. um, rather than if you have a heart. Uh, And there's been months, there's never been a month where I never paid my employees. Mm -hmm. And there's been more than two hands worth of months where I haven't paid myself over the last couple of years. So does that affect your mental uh, work ethic, maybe not work ethic, mental motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. And so, counters- you just feel insecure, right? When you just you're stressed, yeah. bills, debt starts rolling up, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where I would counter to Jim, where like, because you make it seem you didn't, you just told one story, but people make it seem entrepreneurial is so awesome and it's so fun and it's for yeah. everybody. Just go start a business. It's so easy yeah. now. You just follow yeah. the LLC, pick up something you got an issue with, go fucking blab it. And it's not for everyone. It's really no. not because the the stress that comes along with it. Uh, Jim right now is owner, CEO, CFO, president, janitor, painter, and uh, metal worker at this point. And those jobs will continue to collect. That's what Jim is for the the Jim. The J-I-M is that for the G-Y-M right now. Yeah. Which is much different than working for a big company and maybe not feeling valued. Mm -hmm. But all you got to do is put this number into this Excel, 300 days a year. You got some PTO. Yeah. You get a paycheck coming in. It, you know, there, there's balances. If you're if you're working for a company or a government agent, government agency or something like that, where uh, you know your job is secure, you're continuing to get raises. You feel like you're valued. You get good vacation. You're you're treated well. All that stuff. I don't know why you'd be entrepreneurial unless you were born that way. And even if yeah, maybe you don't know, love, maybe don't love what you do, and yeah. maybe you think maybe you're not fully. Uh, feel valued. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe you know, you're like, ah, I'm a little smarter than the guys that are doing my job, but I'm getting, you know, my 80K a year. It's never going away. Yeah. You know, it's hard to argue against that too. Yeah. Um, I think it also might come down to overall identity. So like, let's say someone like Fortune 500 company, like they work for them for 40 plus years. Like that's all they know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. let's say someone like Mike or Jim goes to that person and says, hey man, I want to open a, I want to open a, I don't know, a nursery or something like that. I want to open something. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to sell plants or whatever it is. I just saw something on Instagram about someone selling plants. So that's all I could think of. Like, you'd be, you'd kind of be like, well, what, how, how does that work? You know what I mean? You, yeah. You'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? And Or not what the hell are you talking about, but like, sure, what do you need? What do I have to do? And you're like, oh, man, just like this. This is how it's going to work. This and, that. and then they're more involved. And they're like, what the hell? Like, it's kind of an identity thing for sure, mm-hmm. I think. I and think it that depends. goes to yeah. an applicational point too where people may or may not start uh, businesses based on hobby or based on what you enjoy or based mm-hmm. on what you think would make money mm-hmm. rather than everything I've ever done. Um, even even the older slingshot stuff that I did a lot of marketing and work with, I already had a base. I understood social media. I had already opened and failed a company before that. Mm-hmm. I had already consulted uh, on other companies. Me and my dad ran a whole nonprofit basketball league. I've done. I had already started businesses by that point, and I already knew fitness. I'd already been a trainer for four years or three mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So, st- and then obviously me and Jim starting a gym. We've been in the industry so long that, like Kyle just said, like. I like plants. I like cars. Yeah. I can't. I don't yeah. know what it takes to run an auto shop. Mm. I've never worked in the industry. Yeah. So you. So having a base of knowledge or a skill set, um, and focusing on a skill set because it is. It's super cool for twenty and thirty year olds to be entrepreneurs right now. You have every guru in the world telling you to go mm. build the, your dreams. But if you go build your dreams just trying to build this, rather than focusing on a skill, a talent. Um, a craft for a long time, mm-hmm. you're probably less likely to be successful and probably less likely to be fulfilled. Yeah. I, I know everything there is about gyms. Am I the world's best expert in it? No, but I know a lot of every single detail. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not the best. I'll never be the best. 
Can I learn more? 100%. But I know what it takes to coach someone one-on-one. I know what it takes to coach classes. I know what it takes to coach athletes. I know what type of equipment, why, how we want it. I know how floorings may, you know, we know all that, the pieces to this, the mm. check-in system, the money system, the back-end business stuff, how to uh, optimize, how to make the money. Like we know the different phases, the marketing, we the branding. We know these phases rather than, Kyle just said, like you, you start a nursery, like, uh, yeah, I like plants. I know a lot yeah. about roses. Yeah. Wow, that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's thing. The, the thing is, like, anyone can do it. It's just like, what, like, where's your head at? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, like, let's say you don't know anything about Like, we don't know shit about painting, or we really didn't. But we <laughs> yeah, looked yeah. it up, and we found, we know a guy. Jim yeah. knew a little bit. We or knew nothing. Me and I, Mike, yeah, when we're in there by I ourselves. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, but I'm, a, I'm not not in there every moment yeah, yeah. telling you guys exactly, exactly right. what and you're to not, do, because yeah, yeah, next yeah. time, sure. you'll know. Yeah. And no, you're not exactly. a painter. I'm not a painter. But you know a lot about painting. Yeah, which is different, too, right? That's that's the same idea, is Jim can do the painting necessary for us to open a gym, but probably not the painting to open a paint shop. No. And that's where the line is, right? right? Like you do know do you know what that fabric the fucking material is by the chemical and whatever dog shit? Like yeah, yeah. probably not, right? Like there's layers to this. Right. And I think to be the most successful, you have to be really dedicated to the craft that is not only the subject matter of your business, let alone a light mm-hmm. business sense, which Jim has. He has his MBA, marketing accounting etc plus the physical plus the branding you know like there, there's just multiple layers to opening company so uh the real question was how am i so entrepreneurial my answer is i have no other option i hated college and uh, the system in america throws you through school high school college and the style of teaching that they give you sets you up perfectly to run the typical job mm-hmm. what do you do when you're in, when, in high school you sit at a desk from eight to three you learn from somebody you do a little work, you learn from somebody, you go home, you do a little work. It's all on paper, computer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What do you do in the most tip in 80% of jobs in the world? Very similar work. You're having a meeting in the morning, meeting in the afternoon, and you're at your desk crunching numbers, pushing papers, whatever it might be for the majority of jobs. I knew early on, whether it's my ADHD, whether it's my little rebel inside me, I couldn't do that. Um, and, and early on, I just started thinking like how easy it is to make money. <laughs> you know, yeah. not that everyone's going to be a millionaire, but uh, I think I told the story on the Caffeine and Kilos podcast I was on is the first uh, entrepreneurial thing. Me and my buddy, shout out to my boy Chris, we started a, a DJ company. Mm-hmm. We ran, um, we were part of the committee that put on the Halloween dance in seventh and eighth grade. So we had to hire the decorations and hire the, we hired a DJ, he's 800 bucks for like three hours. He showed up, played shitty music. Then we just went to our teacher like, all right, we'll do it for 200 bucks and we'll play the music that everyone wants. So of course the teacher is going to be in it because it's their right. budget, and so yeah. we do that, and then I become a DJ and I get I do weddings and dances and things all over Sacramento for the next eight years because yeah. it's just yeah. issue solve it, find the talent. I did research on every possible you know equipment, music, whatever, um, and so that's that's kind of where my start. And then I hated college so much I dropped out and found myself here. I think too, in terms of uh, being an entrepreneur, you you have to, well, you don't have to be, but I feel like it makes a difference if if you are a. Uh, um, live to work person versus a work to live person you know if you um if your your focus about work is that it's not so much your identity it is it's a vehicle toward accomplishing things that you want to do that are not work yeah Mm -hmm. that's one thing if Mm -hmm. if it is it's a self-expression as well as a business, yeah, yeah. Then, then your chances of being a successful entrepreneur are increased. Yeah, I don't know the health point to tie that into the anxiety stuff because that's where some I found myself is like I don't really have any hobbies because yeah. like in a very smart way and a very dumb way I've made all my hobbies my work. Yeah, yeah. right. Even like video game playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way yeah the way you could tie it in is literally the idea of failure alongside anxiety. Those go hand in hand like no yeah. other. You yeah, because the it's risk like, goes way up. Yeah, I mean the. I think the idea of failure, I mean, it's, it is, it is a, everyone says it all the time, all these, you know, motivational pages and stuff that failure, you know, everyone needs to fail, you know, you need to, which is, it's correct. I mean, it is true. It's like, you know, you have these steps of failure, uh, but I think people are really afraid of that or they've had a failure like so big, like a soul wrenching failure where mm-hmm. they're like, I'm never doing that again. Or that I remember what that did to me and they're just like, fuck that. I'm going this way. I'm never doing something like that again. So, I mean. Yeah, it's a big, yeah. big, way bigger risk to fail when it's your livelihood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? right. When it's your money, it's your house. If you have a family, if you don't. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than like if, yeah, you're 
And that's what a good advice too. If you have a real job, start a little company on the side. Give it part time. Yeah. Give it full time work. You might be working eighty hours a week because you got to do another 30, 40 hours on your personal gig. But you have an income at the steady job, and then you know when you feel safe, you can transfer. I've never done that. <laughs> I've always just worked multiple jobs. Yeah. Um, just because that's all I had, but I never had like a steady good one. But I don't know why I'm so entrepreneurial. I don't think it's for everybody. I actually think it's for less people than the world wants to tell you because everyone probably just wants to tell you their entre- how to become an entrepreneurial it's handbook. It's a um, fair point. Yeah, I don't think it's <laughs> for everybody. Exactly. I think it's for less people than even the internet wants to tell you despite the internet showing you that it can be fun. There's a lot. I actually think, and maybe it's because I'm a native Nancy and Jada, I think the <laughs> stress nearly never outweighs the victories. And that maybe that's just me being a, <laughs> a hater. And on that note, no, um, uh, just looking at myself, I had like... Uh, job out of high school where I worked, you know, worked in a warehouse for a while. And then I did, uh, uh, I ran an art gallery for a while. I did a um, a couple of different retail jobs. I was a janitor for a while. I did, uh, and then I ran another art gallery. And then I, uh, and I worked for an, a, a, like Fortune 500 insurance company. And then I worked for a consulting company. Uh, and then I worked for another Fortune 500 company, and then uh, and then I, I for for a number of personal reasons didn't do anything for a period of time. I had family stuff going on. I had a sick kid, whatever, and and I was the I was the balance there for for that. Started another company with some friends with a particular thing in mind, and it didn't pan during the sort of first dot com round. Yeah, didn't pan out. Ended up being a two-person um, uh, company that survived. We um, we helped an, a nonprofit startup. Um, we did IT, did a bunch of stuff. We did IT projects together. There came a point where we split. There came a point where I split from those people. I started doing media stuff. Um, that looked like it was on a particular path. Person I was dealing with pissed off major distributor. Everyone all, all went to hell. Um, uh, continued doing YouTube stuff, started a podcast with, with Mike and someone else and it, and the business structure wouldn't, would never be formalized because of the person that we were dealing with would not allow it to be formalized the way it's supposed to be. And, um, and eventually shit went to hell. People ask this question all the time. That's a big, that's a big part of it right there. I'm just telling you right now, that was a big part of it. The reason that that Mike and I have we have an LLC for the podcast. We'll have an LLC for the gym. We're trying to put everything in writing because uh, you will, you know, you'll be screwed if you don't yeah. do that. Ultimately, yeah, these uh, kind of procedures in business are a thing for a reason. Yep. Yeah, and even if you trust the person fully, and I do, I don't know everything. Jim would ever fuck me by any means. It's just, it's just protocol. You just do it for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. We, we hypothetically, I die. Yeah, and that thing has or to be me, in paper. That was yeah. just much more likely. But yeah. anyway, go on. That's why I didn't want to. <laughs> I'm a little younger, but you never know. You know, you have these things working, um, right? And so, yeah, that is what it is. Uh, and I think those little things that Jim just uh, breezed over that we won't go into details on are are the kind of failures Kyle was talking about. Yeah, like like rarely do you just open a gym or whatever, and no one shows up, and then you do nothing, and then no one shows up, and you do nothing, and the gym fails. Right. That story doesn't happen, no. you know, or you launch a product, nothing happens. You do nothing, nothing happens, right? Like you're, you're adjusting mm-hmm. and working and, and these are little things you learn along and it does mm-hmm. suck because it's a cliche from these guys, but it's true. Yeah. You, you learn, you move, you learn, you move, you learn, you move, you learn, you move, you yeah. learn, you move. And, and people talk about like, oh, I failed this number of times before I succeeded. Yeah. Well, like there is failure buried inside of every success and sort yeah. of vice versa. You know, the yeah, things yeah. you learn from a failure are, um, um, well, they're the things that drive us today. Right. That's And everything, again, going back to the human nature of just saying, like, yes, no, fail, succeed. Like, even I had a failed gym, but there's some things within that that worked really well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. ultimately, I had to close it, and so you call it a failure. Yeah. Or I didn't make a lot of money on it, so you call it a failure. But there was things within that gym that I did that mm-hmm. succeeded that I'm now still using to mm-hmm. our gym, right, or whatever it might be. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Any more questions? Ah, uh, there's a bunch, but it's hot and we got to go paint. This is correct. Um, uh, so, anyway, thank you for joining us uh, for this episode. I am at the Jim McD on all the social medias. Uh, Mike is Silent Mike with two Ks every place. Yeah, follow us three uh, sb dot co. 
the number three, the letter S, the letter B, 3SB.co. Sign up for our newsletter. We got a bunch of information coming at you, some exclusive offers on merch, exclusive offers and early bird memberships coming soon, Um, a way to connect with you guys and give you the hookup. So go there free, just sign on up. Um, We're going to continue to talk about the project, uh, vlog the project, stream the project, and then hopefully display the project. (laughs) Um, That'll be nice. Brand new podcast every Wednesday. I appreciate you. Uh, plug away, Kyle. D- d- hit no, him. No, hit no, him no, with no, your good. Tinder or something, dude. I don't have Tinder. Okay, hit him Come with on, your. Bro. Hit him with your got, LinkedIn. Got, okay, Grinder. Hit him with your LinkedIn. Like Grinder. Okay, Growler. Yeah, what's your gr- LinkedIn? I don't even have that either. All right, what's your man. Instagram? Going, dude. What's your Instagram? Uh, just Kyle Castro. Kyle Castro with two O's, and that is it. That's it. I have. I don't post much, but he will be. You We're gonna t- teach you can him say hi. I'll say hi to you back. I promise. He's gonna. He's gonna post more now. That's true. And that's Connor O'Neill, dude, producer who just took a nap during this exciting, exhilarating (laughs) podcast. We'll catch you all soon.